And we're live. What's up, everybody? It's Zay. Chris. Welcome to Now You Know. How are we? How we doing, man? Good, good. Doing good? Yeah. So, we were going to talk about uh, a few things, but we decided to pivot in yes. light of some of the, the recent tragedies that have happened in this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. The uh, the recent mass shootings, man, it's, uh, it's a tragedy. Uh, nonetheless, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, just rest in peace to all the victims, first and foremost, before, you know, we get into detail. Uh, I guess we could start with the one that helped, happened in El Paso, Texas. Sure, sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, that, that, that was the big one, right? Yeah, that was the biggest one. They said uh, 20 people were murdered um, that day during mm-hmm. the, the mass shooting. Uh, it was It was about... 3,000 people like walking through the mall mm-hmm. at the point at one point in time and uh, yeah it was a big frenzy um, you know as people can tell you know that are listening to the podcast if you watch the the news and the reports it looked really chaotic um, just a, a sad sad moment in time in, in this country right you know and they spoke to that specifically uh, identifying it as racially charged which as a whole, we can tell the country doesn't need any more of this divisiveness. Right. So, it it had a motive, right? Oh, the Ohio killer, they still, they're still looking for a motive. Um, but in El Paso, it was pretty clear that he went in there to take out a specific demographic. And that's what his goal was. So, yeah, that's sad. That is really sad. Um, you, you know, and... I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast uh, the other day, and he talked. He interviewed Bernie Sanders. I didn't see that one yet. Yeah, you should Actually, watch I, it. I'm man. excited to yeah, watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. It's, it's got already like three million views. Oh, he's, Joe's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Bernie, man, it was it was it was cool to see a different side of him versus uh, what you see normally see in the the news outlets. Right, you know what I'm saying? Side. Yeah, you don't get sound bites. You get a full forum. You know, which is why I really really like podcasts. And he was, uh, you know, just kind of like talking about the the mass shootings and where he was at in the point in time when the El Paso shooting happened. He was in Nevada. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he was in Nevada, Nevada, and he said that he had to, uh, in the Joe Rogan podcast, he stated that he had to uh, take a moment in silence, you know what I mean? You know, with the people that he was addressing. Um, I'm not 100% sure what he was doing, but it was something politically involved. And um, the very next day, he said he had to do the same thing again because of the shooting that happened in Dayton, Ohio. And, you know, he just said that it's sad that, you know, I just did it not too long, less than 24 hours ago, and I'm having to do it again. You know, and to stem from that, what happened in Dayton, Ohio, um, it was a gentleman by the name of, I shouldn't even call him gentleman, forgive me for that, Connor Vets. Um, He killed nine people, including his sister. Yeah, that part of it's weird. Yeah, that yeah that part got to me too because you know I got sisters, you know right? What I mean? And I got daughters too, you know what I mean? Oh, of course. It's the whole. Oh, well, the death in general. Yeah, right? death in general. Yeah, but exactly. You assume every every case that I can think of with these mass shootings, people go at random, and they have a demographic or a specific place they want to attack. Yes. But 
to pick a bar that your sister's at yeah is a it's interesting to me very to if he just wanted to do harm to her and the friends she associates herself with mm-hmm. or if he just chose that bar and she was because it's a bar they know and she was just randomly there that night exactly it, it, it's a real interesting development it really is man like it and you know you know, we did a little bit of research, and uh, we were noticing that they said that he had a violent uh, or a liking to violent um, things. Yeah, I guess behavior, video games, yeah. yeah, you know, music and whatever the the case may be, you know, and um, that just kind of brings us to the point to where, like, you know, uh, mental health issues, you know, and we had a podcast about mental health uh, a little while back. You know, and Chris did a great job on uh, explaining, you know, the differences between um, people who have, uh, you know, real issues and uh, people who, well, I'm going to let you explain it. Uh, When you're talking about how um, people who are like homeless, you know what I mean, that are, uh, they have mental health issues and you said something... Uh, so, I mean, where we at? Yeah, right. So, uh, it it's interesting, right? Um, yeah. Even with this these cases, we know that the guy in El Paso is racially charged, mm-hmm. and regardless of whether his acts come from a mindset of hate or not, right? I think it all stems down to a meta a mental issue. I don't think anyone's capable of going into a place. And randomly taking lives without some sort of a mental issue. Right. I mean, that can go all the way back to Hitler. Mm-hmm. Like, as bad of a person as Hitler was, all the terrible things he did, I think he suffered from mental illness. Right. Now, that's now that's not me. And this is my personal perspective. I don't, personal, give, yeah. I don't give mental illness a pass. <laughs> right. No. I, I really believe in an eye for an eye. But right. I think there's got to be something wrong in your brain. To where you can physically pull something like that off. Yes. Um, with the homeless people, I think what I was talking about is there's such a difference between people that are okay with being homeless. Like it's wild because I would I would love to get in the mind of a homeless person, one that is fully conscious and understands what they're going through, and not compared to someone that is a little bit off the rails. And the surprising thing is, is that there are homeless people. That make it a conscious choice to be homeless because mm-hmm. that's how they decide to live in society. Now, a lot of that's going to stem from addiction and their dependence on other things, which is a disability in itself. But really, they've chosen addiction over anything else in life. Mm. Like that is the life they're on. That's who they choose to be. And that fascinates me. So I'm looking to maybe pursue something along the lines of getting in the mind of some of these less fortunate members of our society and seeing what makes them tick if they actually have any goals or aspirations aside from just what they're doing day to day and I'm I'm fascinated to hear some of the stories how they got to where they are I like that so stay tuned for that that might come come in a little while absolutely man and um I like hitting the ground and just communicating with people you know what I mean and I think interviewing and get, getting to know people uh greatly uh enhance our perspective oh, you know on yeah. people who are homeless uh, people in general. Yeah, yeah, just people in general. Yeah, um, yeah. I know we kind of like got off track. But yeah, sorry, to, I, I brought that up. My bad. No, nah, I, I brought that up too. So that's my bad. I guess get back on point uh, with the uh, 
the recent mass, mass shootings, right? We're trying to figure out like what what steps are going to be taken like in this country, you know what I mean, with the the recent rise of these mass shootings and why since they're happening so frequently, what are what can we do to slow at least slow things slow things down because I'm trying to be realistic, not not saying to stop it completely, right? So, one of the things President Trump uh has stated, you know, he stated that he would like to have a bipartisan um, meaning both political parties or multiple political parties joining together and working on the red flag laws or the to improve on the red flag red flag laws right and he said that he would like for us to identify and act on warning signs um, for people who have mental health issues or people that are just ex you know uh, ex ex what am I, what am I trying to say? Uh, so for the red flag laws, yeah. right? So essentially what the red flag law is, is a early warning system to where someone is, that has a gun has been identified as hazard to themselves or them around those around them. It's not a hundred percent clear how they're going to identify it. I think they use means of social media. If they see you put something on their page that seems suspicious, mm -hmm. or if you have family members or friends that call this hotline and say, Hey, He's acting unstable, and I know he has a gun in the house. And what that does is it marks this person with a red flag, yes, uh, in quotations, right. And law enforcement will go and retrieve guns from these individuals. And the red flag, it, it's a, it's an extreme risk protective order. You probably hear that as another term of the red flag. And like Chris said, it's when someone presents a severe threat. Um, Chris, what, like, you know, what, what do you think? We should do just you know just right. right setting everything aside you know this just happened let's say you're you're the president you're in office okay what would okay. you say and what would you do to slow down this thing of mass mass shootings and gun you know incorporating gun control what what would you say and what would you do all right so me personally I'm president I'm sitting in the Oval Office I hear that there was two mass shootings. And then it re and not only that, but it brings up all the mass shootings that we've endured in the last two years. And everyone that has a television set knows that it seems like the numbers are growing. Yes. Maybe there's more focus on it now than there was before, but I personally feel like it is getting out of control. Mm. How do we rein that in? Um, <laughs> if it's me, I spend money on technology. I think I think the background checks and the getting specific types of weapons should be a little bit more tedious. I think uh, anyone that has a gun should have an identifier to let them let other people know that they have a gun. Mm. Maybe not on their possession, just in general. Like every house that has that has a firearm should be on some sort of a list that say, "Okay, this yeah. person has a gun." Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna do a lot. Just to let just more openness to know that people do have them, who has them, where they are, that type of situation. And then I would probably put funding into technology to develop like initiatives that can help prevent stuff like this. Mm. Uh, a lot of them are out there. I'm actually currently invested in a company that is developing an open air metal detection. Mm. So instead of walking through a gate and it beeping, saying there's a metal object on you, then they wind you and figure out where it is. This actually, this technology uses what they call hex wave it's open air so if you walk into a facility uh it's almost like walking through the doors so there's no stopping there's no lines it can detect multiple people at the same time 
it can say this person right here out of a group of 50 walked in with a gun and it can identify the gun it's, it's pretty actually sweet. yeah it's pretty pretty fascinating but yeah. think about how where we are in technology with technology or how far we've come with it right if we spend a little bit of that research on how to stop active gunmen i think that in my opinion technology eventually will be the way to fix these problems mm. i don't i don't i honestly don't think taking guns away is realistic right I don't think it, it may slow some things down, but I think people that are going to do harm are going to do harm in general. Yeah. Just my personal belief. No. And I'm not left. I'm not right. I'm right in the middle. I don't own any guns. I don't shoot them in the weekends. My buddy, I have friends that do, people military, and I, I don't think that they shouldn't have them. For not having guns, I'm pretty open to the fact that people have them. And I also am realistic enough to say... It's not realistic to take them away from everybody. Yeah. So I think the more intelligent we get, the more technology we can throw at it, the safer we'll all be in the end. I like it. And that may not be right, but I've only been president for like three minutes now. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So if I flip the question on you, what would your first action be? My very first action would be to fly down to both uh Dayton, Ohio and El Paso, Texas. Just touch down and have one on one FaceTime without cameras, uh with the the people who are affected by the shootings. And yeah. just to express my deepest condolences. Because if I'm the president, I'm the CEO of this this country. You know what I'm it saying? It happened like, on your watch. Yeah, it happened on my watch. So anything that happens on my watch I kinda have I'm responsible for it and to a to an extent. So I would yeah, then do that. I would, you know, uh, talk with some of the, uh, the maybe some of the mayors, uh, maybe some 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 people in the 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 community that's involved in the community, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of like express to them uh, a need for change. Uh, the the change that I would propose would be to uh, kind of harp on mental health, right? I would uh, try to enforce a a way of like mental evaluations first and foremost to include into the background checks that are uh for for people who now say that they want registered firearms uh just to kind of uh i guess minimize the 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 possibility of the people who may present a red flag and i don't know man i would just kind of like I would I would I would open up the question not only just to myself as the president but I would open it up I would kind of do what President Trump is doing like a bipartisan because I feel like I couldn't just do it all on my own as far as like you know coming up with a a sole solution but I know mental health plays a big role in these these shootings because I think any person that has uh the capability of taking another human being's life, you have to have some form of brainwashing or some sort of uh mental status associated with you, you know? And um mental health like it is if you notice like it is it's recently becoming like a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas I think mental health like it can go all the way back to when we were talking about the podcast, I was talking about meditation and things of that nature. We just kind of have to have like this. I believe the country in itself has this kind of uh, like fast pace about it, you know, where we kind of like have this mentality where we focus on what's hot 
at the moment. And then once it's not hot anymore and it dies down, we just kind of like become complacent again. Mm-hmm. We, we as a society, I believe, have become complacent. Um, not to say that there's nobody out there that are, you know, physically ready and mentally ready for anything that could happen. But I think knowing that these mass shootings have happened as president, I would kind of enforce this like, uh, like a mandatory sort of like training, uh, for my American citizens on, uh, how to, uh, prepare and train for emergencies, uh, such as mass shootings. I like that. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, but we had one at work for like an office scenario, but that was in a, as a result of a shooting. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a uh, preparedness almost it was it wasn't preemptive it was reactive right so it's that's a some good points yeah. i think i think you make really good points and yeah, you went to the place to say you'd be more personal of a president than me that's fine it's all good man <laughs> just like like we said we've only been president for a few minutes so <laughs> that's good I, I like it and and you make some really good points um you you can't take a, i don't think you can carry out some of these acts any of them really without having some form of a mental disability yeah and i don't know how you identify it and that's just deeper let's be real here yeah every president in history has dealt with some form of this i'm sure yeah and sure they're some of the smartest people in history and none of them have figured it out nope you're right so the first thing is understanding that no 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 solution we give is going to be perfect, especially not now. Right. But don't criticize people that are trying to give solutions. And don't give your solution so passionately that you think it's going to work. That's not going to help anyone. Mm. To say, I think this might help, and you tell me I'm wrong because I think that, and you don't think that, is just divisive. Hear a person out, let them say what they want to say, and if you disagree, you're allowed to, and you can constructively have a conversation about it. Exactly right. But don't... don't uh, don't make someone feel worse of a person for trying to help. Yeah. That's just a part of that. I like that a lot. And, you know, to add to your point, Chris, um, like hearing somebody out, can you say that statement again that you told me? Like what we do, like well, nor- what, what people normally do? It's a big problem with society where, the, where I said people listen to talk instead of listen to learn. If they want to say something or they'll listen to what you're saying. And they'll hear a word that you say that they want to respond to. And as soon as that happens, they start formulating their response before you finish yours. Mm. So they don't get your message entirely. They start thinking about how they're going to respond before you're done talking. And it's a, it's a counterproductive way. And that's, a, that's what lead, a counterproductive way to discuss something. And is what leads to a lot of arguments. Right. And to add to that point, I think to uh, if if we as a country like change our state of like consciousness of uh just buying into this this division you know if we keep buying into this division we won't we won't actually be able to accomplish anything yeah you know we 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 as a country be uh are stronger together versus divide you know being apart and, you know, to add to what you were just saying, Chris, you know, if we actually start listening to one another from different backgrounds, from different perspectives, from different points of view, you know, different walks of life, we can learn from one another. And in learning from one another, that will increase, I think, the unification in this country. 
I, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. And that could possibly, possibly, um, diminish some of the numbers in in, oh, in the mass shootings. Absolutely. Because I feel like if you, if you, if you step out, and so normally with the current state that we're in with this division, um, you're basically in your own bubble, right? Once you step outside of your bubble and you start to learn like these things about somebody that doesn't look like you, it may appear fascinating, which it could be to you because it's it's a new fact that you've never known of. But once you do that, you start to assimilate with that person, right? And then when you start to assimilate with that person, you're 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 not as defensive when you you know when you encounter somebody uh, that may look like that that individual. Were, were, were you going to say something? Oh, uh, well, I was just, I agree 100%. Yeah. And coming together, uh, the El Paso shooting. Yes. Um, we know that that was racially charged based on some of the facts that have come out of the case. Right. And that stems specifically from divisiveness. And I know some, some news outlets are blaming the president for the divisiveness in the nation, which, okay, he's not very good at diffusing divisiveness and anyone that knows anything about the culture of america can see that i'm glad you said that but at the same time the country's been divided for a long time yes. so i'm from baltimore uh i was here with the freddie gray riots mm. i was there watched everybody was around with the ferguson sh- the ferguson stuff right that was all under obama's reign mm not that Obama's responsible for it either. I just think it's indicative of the culture of how divisive the nation is becoming. Mm. Now, Trump has had years to do stuff to fix that, and he, in my opinion, hasn't been a, a thing. And it's probably gotten worse under his presidency. But it's not an easy issue when you have everyone looking at everything you say and surmising what they think you mean, as opposed to you saying what you mean. When someone, especially in their power, Obama had the same thing, Trump's having the same thing. When they say something, it's not what they say, or it's not what they mean, it's how they say it. Mm. People are listening to what they say, interpreting it how they want to interpret it, and then telling the world this is what he actually meant. If you could sit the specific person down and you can't, he's probably one of the most exclusive people on the planet. You can't just break everything down and say, well, what did you mean here? He doesn't even do interviews, for Christ's sakes. Mm. But everyone has an agenda to push. It's crazy. I don't believe that people are as bad as everyone wants them to be. Mm. And I I just think even if something somebody does something bad, a lot of times it could have been bred from a good intention, just misinterpreted or even said wrong. People aren't perfect. People for the most part say dumb shit all the time. I know I do. Right. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. So, I don't know. The divisiveness is is at the root of most of this a real problem. I think if we all came together a little more as a country when mass shootings happened, it wouldn't be pointing fingers. It would be working together how to fix it. Mm. But that's just from a from an unbiased standpoint. Right. Uh, trying to be unbiased. Yeah, for sure. I think it'd be cool, too, if uh, if the country kind of like did a kind of like a, a, a stop work. You know what I mean? Kind of like at 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 uh, at our job, like a stop work thing where the whole country kind of like stops what they're doing for mm-hmm. maybe like twenty four to forty eight hours after an event similar or such as the mass shooting, reflect on what happened, 
and then try to see like what they think they can do, you know, in their respective local counties, cities, states. Yeah. And then pass along that information to their senators or some some of that nature. Yeah. And then we can do like where this thing to where like the best solution, you know, we can slowly start to like roll that out. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. And that's a new perspective. Good good point. I think if I had an idea that I think could really help a politics or just the nation in general where would you go with that idea do you have somewhere it's not like you can call a local congressman there you probably could but they're not going to have the power to do anything with it anyway so if they did have you know innovative town halls where anybody that has an idea they think could help could come and present it just to say this might work and even if it doesn't and even if it's a terrible idea mm. at least it's being heard and some great ideas have been sparked from less lesser of ideas. I mean, just you think like a MySpace. I don't. I personally don't think Facebook would have ever been here if it wasn't for MySpace. Agreed. So you take a you could take a bad idea, think Spe- about it at its core, and then make it better. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Politicians could just get innovations from the people. And speaking on uh, the bad idea and good idea thing. I've been reading this book uh, called The Pilgrimage by Paulo Coelho. If you guys are interested, definitely check it out. It's definitely helped my perspective. Um, it talks about this shadow exercise where you basically focus on any shadow that's in your environment. And as you focus on the shadow, you start to think about your, uh, I guess, a big decision that you're uh, focusing on trying to accomplish. Or just it could be anything that you have going on in your life. And as you focus on the shadow, you come up with solutions. You don't come up with good solutions. You come up with bad solutions or bad ways to accomplish that that decision or that that task that you need to do. So, for example, if you need to um, figure out, like, I don't know, what type of uh, workout you want to do, right? Um, You can come up with all of the wrong uh, workouts that you can do to accomplish what you actually to let me reverse a little bit you so if you're working on if you're focusing on a workout and you're heavily overweight you if you're working on um just cardio every single day you'll probably get a slower result versus doing a high intensity interval uh workout fuck man i had a really good I really had a good train of thought there, man. I, I lost I, it. I, I like it. it. I, th- I think you're going down the right path on it. But yeah, basically, so I'm you. Fat. I want to lose weight. Yeah, you want to lose weight. And you. Yeah, so. I'm looking at the shadow right now. You're looking at the shadow, right? What not to do. What not to do, right? As you focus on the wrong things, your mind is automatically going to start coming up with the right solutions. So that's why I said it would be cool if we had a 24 to 48 hour time period after a mass shooting or anything like that and cause the country to cease operations. We as a country, like when we start reflecting, you know, we'll we'll come up with better solutions in that way. You know, by coming up by seeing the 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 present solutions that are that are not working, you'll then in return come up with the good solutions that actually need to uh, take place to add that was my point. That makes to sense. Add to your point. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yes. And then that was a the book you were reading. Yeah, the Pilgrimage by Paulo Coelho. He also writ, writ, wrote the Alchemist. Oh, that's a good book. Yeah, it's a really good book. Nice. Yeah. I never read it, but yeah, you should I, definitely I heard read about it. it. I think it's so good, man. I don't want to pretend. Yeah. I've never read the Alchemist, but I have heard 
great yeah. things about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, actually, the CEO, uh, not the CEO, my apologies, the president of Fire for our company, mm-hmm. I was in a meeting with him one time, and he said that his former boss, this was before he became the president, he was the kind of guy that could spit out a thousand ideas a minute. And it almost seemed like he was uh, ADHD or couldn't focus on one thing. And if you don't put enough effort into one thing, you'll never succeed. That's This is what he was saying. He was like, but the thousand ideas a minute, all it takes is one or two of those ideas to actually be good ideas to change the world. Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, so keep yeah. thinking. Keep being creative. Next time you're in a situation where you see something terrible happen and you go to blame somebody for the status of why it may have happened... Take a deep breath and ask yourself, what would you do to fix it? And if you actually come up with a viable answer, you could save the world. You really can. You really can. Put the power in yourselves. Don't say it's up to the politicians to fix. These are our citizens. This is us. We're Americans. They are getting killed. They are. If you have an idea, please let the world know. Yeah, let the world know. And, you know, we got plenty of social media outlets. You know, you got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Yeah, throw your idea up there, man. I guarantee you might hear something back. Yeah, especially if it's good. And even if it's bad, that's okay. Get uh, It's like anything else. When you practice, you get better. So you might come up with like 10 ideas, and they may be terrible. But by the 11th, you may see some progress on your thought process of what makes a good idea. It, it's crazy. Yeah. You can train yourself to be an innovator. Yeah, you really can. And, you know, I think, you know, starting out with those, the working on a mental health reform, man, that'd be great. Like, you know, if we all just start, like, pitching in and seeing, like, some things that we can do just, you know what I mean, just in our communities. You know what I'm saying? Like, getting involved, like, for, for me, like, my since I have my daughter and another one on the way, I'm getting more involved in my community or my surrounding community with my neighbors. You know, I go outside, I try to say, speak to them at least once a day or something like that. Um, see how they're doing, you know what I mean? Just kind of like show that I actually care, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's lacking in this country is that, um, I mean, this is, this is a, a, another topic too about how, um, you know, taking emotion out with social media, but, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone, you know, for, for a second a day, you know, you could, you could revolutionize your world, you know what I'm saying? By just... Doing something as small as that, you know, saying hello to your neighbor or speaking to somebody who doesn't look like you, right. you know, just saying hello, you know what I mean? That uh, smiling at somebody, that might brighten somebody's day, you know what I mean? You don't know what anybody's going through, um, you know, you you could save somebody's life by doing something like that. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, there's a guy in my neighborhood, um, he appears to be of Indian descent, mm-hmm. and every day he walks probably two three miles up and down he's retired yeah up and down the the street that i live on and waves at every car that drives by yeah it's awesome that's what's up (laughs) he did it one time and i was wondering what he was doing and now he does it all the time and anytime me and my wife see him we're just so happy to wave to him yeah It, it, it it you can't explain it i don't know where it comes from but when i see him i smile and i wave that's what's up So if i ever see him out in public and he's in the rest i will be quick to have his back and that's just building on relations of him waving at me every day. For sure. So, like like Isaiah said, man, it's your neighborhood. It's where you live. These are your neighbors. Whether you like it or not, go out and make the best of it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you can actually learn something, man. Like, it's, 
like the the different cultures man you can learn like a, a new food that you might like you know or a new recipe or mm-hmm. something like it's, it's something you can learn from somebody that's not like you yep yeah oh for sure yeah right so. if we didn't share cultures we wouldn't be america yeah exactly i know i know i'm i'm a white male so i know i know that the the stigma of who we are how we control things and are oppressing others <laughs> I got nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> all right? I'm living in the unified America that supports all cultures. Oh man. This is uh this is where we are. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is the America that I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to we are trying to paint uh f- for the future. You know what I'm saying? A more inclusive uh culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um a more inclusive country eventually. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think honestly as bad as it seems, the world is heading in the right direction in that regard. Mm-hmm. Things are getting better. Um, so, I'm not sure how much longer I have. I got to yeah. take my dog to the vet. Oh, yeah, man. But um, real quick, before I go, I mean, we can talk. We still got a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this on my ride over. I knew we were going to talk about mental health a little bit. Yeah. And I think, aside from actual, like, mentally insane or criminally insane or able to do these acts of violence for the general person that might be listening it's easy for people to live in the future with their mindset because you can't go back on the past akuna matata all that fun stuff (laughs) and it's so hard to live in the moment that what makes people happy is anticipation of something coming so let's say you have a vacation coming up next week you could find yourself being happier because you know it's coming. And then the last day of the vacation, you start getting sad again because you know you're going back to your job or your regular work and the big thing you've been waiting for and anticipating for so many months is now finally over. And people start getting, I see it all the time, people start getting a little bit upset because they got to go back to the quote-unquote real world. Right. And their vacation isn't even over yet. Mm. So even a portion of the thing they've been anticipating has been changed because it's over and that's why i think people live a lot in the future so you can't do anything really about that that's just kind of a general practice everyone likes to look forward to things so keep keep your mind on that focus on the positive things that are happening or coming to happen soon yeah and if it comes to the point where the thing you want to happen is so far away you can't anticipate it just think of something else But the real healthy practice is to just stop and take a deep breath every once in a while and appreciate what you have. Smell your flowers. Yes, smell your flowers. It's so it's so important to being happy. To to just even when something bad goes wrong in your life or something that you know is gonna suck and suck for a while, take a deep breath, focus on what you do have, the positives, almost like building a chart saying, This is what I've got. And you can even compare yourself to other people. Try to compare yourself to the less fortunate so that you can appreciate what you have more. But you are alive. (laughs) You're in this world. Nothing is permanent. And what happens with it is up to you. I like that a lot. Stay happy. Stay happy. And, you know, Chris, I can can say that I'm a witness to what you're talking about is a life of positivity. Mm -hmm. You know, um... Just like you were saying, like in any situation, whether it be negative or, you know, but specifically negative, 
you know, to focus on the positives in that situation because that is your light at the end of the tunnel. That is your silver lining, you know, and that's what I choose to do pretty much on a daily basis, you know, and I know that, you know, reflecting and being positive, especially like living in the moment, that's something that I've been working on, you know, and being, uh, starting to reflect and breathing and slowing myself down a little bit. That's helped, that's helped me to be more appreciative. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's all in your attitude too. You know, Mm -hmm. if you have a positive attitude, you'll have a positive result. You know, if you, if you project positivity, you'll receive positivity is what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to state. A hundred percent. And you know, if you, if you look at my life, like you can see the, the, the differences between negativity and positivity, mostly positivity, you know what I mean? Because it's like, when you think in a positive capacity, you know, you, 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 you no longer hold yourself back by, by fear, uh, negative thinking, um, you know, uh, things that normally weigh people down to, you know, um, that makes them normally depressed. You know, when you start to let those things go, you start to look at what's possible, what's cap- what you're actually capable of doing. And you actually open up yourself to, uh, showing yourself and the world, your true potential. Yeah. Well said. Very well said. And I can attest to you being one of the most positive people I know. And it shows. People are just drawn to you and drawn to that positivity. There's so much negativity. So much in the world. But haters are going to hate. Haters are going to hate, man. Haters are going to hate, man. Yeah, that ain't going to never change, bro. Just like, just like, yeah, white on rice. Like, it, yeah. it ain't never going to change. Like, yeah. people are always going to hate on you, like, regardless, you know. But if you... I like Ice Cube's new song that he got with Too Short, man. It's, he said, I ain't got no haters. Um, he basically, he's basically saying, like, he doesn't acknowledge them at all. Like, he just okay. focuses on the people that love him. Okay. You know, and that's that's truly, like, how you stay positive. Like, right. you, you focus on, like, what is being given to you, you know what I mean, versus what you don't have. Right. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, once you open up yourself to what's being given to you, you get this influx of like love and positivity, man. It's, it's such a good feeling. I wish everybody could have it. You know, I, that's my goal and my mission in this life is, you know, through this podcast or whatever the case may be, is to just impact people in a positive way, man. Just to show them what is actually uh, possible through living a positive lifestyle. Yeah, man. Life is a good thing. It really is. It is a good thing. Yeah, man, it's good to be alive. A thing I do typically, and my friends know this, I don't articulate it very well, but if I don't know you, your opinion doesn't really matter to me. Mm. If I don't respect your opinion, then I don't respect your opinion. So if I don't care what you think, you can say whatever you want. It doesn't bother me. Right. You think I'm dressed stupid? That's hilarious. I don't, I don't care. Why would why would your opinion matter to me if I don't even know you? Right. So don't be scared to be yourselves either. Mm. Yep. Be true to yourself. Yeah. Be true to yourself, man. That that yeah. That is another another good way to live in your life is being true to yourself. You know. So, uh. So I was wondering like, what's a good definition of uh, being yourself. And uh, the best the the best definition I I came up with I watched it through a TED Talks and it's uh, standing in your own truth, you know, um, you know, being grounded in your own truth. Like what you see uh, fits, like what fits for you is what fits for you, you know. And and uh, being authentic to that, 
that's how you live a happier and more positive lifestyle. I agree. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And don't pretend, don't take this like we're perfect. No, we're not. <laughs> we're, no, 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 no. Trust yeah. Me. Yeah. No, I man. Have, yeah, I, I fuck my, up all the time, man. Yeah. yeah. I have my anger. I have my, my depression. I get my, my hopes up and I don't see things through. I'm not perfect. Yeah. But I help get through all that by using some of these positive messages that we just went through. As did I, man. I had I had anger issues growing up, uh, you know, with my dad being missing or not not being missing, but just not in my life, not being mm-hmm. involved. Kind of a, uh, I was looking for a male uh, role model to mm-hmm. kind of like seek after or uh, 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 learn how to become a man, basically. Emulate, yeah, yeah. yeah, emulate. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, in the process of that, you get you get angry. You 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 go through things. You know. Uh, you know, going through fights, uh, you name it, man. Just doing some bad things in school. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and by no means am I perfect. Nobody's perfect. It's just like Chris was saying, it's like you, you, you find, like, you, if going through the negative so much, like, you, you look for an alternative to that, you know? And going to that alternative, being positive, like, it, it's such a difference, man. It's a night and day difference. Like, you, you no longer have that cloud. Um, sticking over your head, you know, that you, that you, or that I normally would have, uh, speaking on depression and stuff like that too. Um, yeah, I went through a a particular time and period, uh, when I got out of the military in 2016, I went on this, uh, career exploration. Um, that's what I like to call it a, yeah, career exploration. That's not bad. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so as soon as I got out the military, I was excited, you know what I'm saying? Just like, um kind of like the, the the cage was or the the jail cell was basically open okay. you know what yeah. i'm saying like that's yeah. how i felt you know and i was like man i'm a civilian again you know what i'm saying i'm gonna do my own thing and i did which i did you know i had real you know a lot of fun you know went to coachella you know did did a lot of cool stuff man like jumped off cliffs and all types of stuff in pennsylvania okay, well, thrill seeking yeah thrill seeking all that okay. type of stuff man because that's normally who i am i like to seek thrills you know yeah and, um, you know, uh, just like going through, uh, I guess reality started to set in, you know, it was like no longer a party. I had to like get back to my responsibilities, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, I was 26 at the time. So, you know, I'm going through different jobs and figuring out what I wanted to do. I was, uh, a, a, a home inspector. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for New Jersey. Um, I was a, uh, what I was a warehouse associate. I work for Uber, I work for Lyft, um, I work for UPS, and it's a few other jobs too. I can't remember right now. Firefighting. Yeah, yeah, firefighting. But I did that in the military. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just talking about all the stuff I did uh, once I got out. But yeah, in that process, um, my happiness kind of started to uh, decrease because I no longer had that uh, that security that I once was used to in the military, um, where you know you get a check every two weeks, you know, or the 1st and the 15th, everybody who's in the government knows what I'm talking about, um, yeah, and reality started to set in, man, and, um, I just wasn't happy, uh, where my life was going, so I began to go into this dark place, and I went back to that place that I, I was at when I was younger, and, you know, um, I, I was having my daughter at the time, you know, she was, she was about to be born at that particular time, 
It was like around August, September, I want to say. I think mm-hmm. that's like right before. I... Yeah. Yeah. So I was working at UPS, and then I kind of like hit a brick wall. I was basically saying like this isn't for me, and you know I basically uh, turned on that that positivity that I once you know found power in, and um, once I started opening up my mind to possibilities once more, um, you know I went out of that depressed state. Um, you know, obviously seeking God and having good friends around me, I was able to climb out of that, that dark state. So I just said all that to say this, that, you know, nobody's perfect. Everybody goes through things, but I just know, uh, for a fact that positivity can really do good things for you in your life. It's a lifestyle for sure. Yes. Yep. I know people that complain about their job every day and I knew a hundred percent that even if they got another job. They would complain about it every day. It's just you get stuck in the mindset of everything sucks and I need to complain. Mm-hmm. Change your mindset. It's a lifestyle. Happiness is. is a lifestyle. Choose to be happy and you will be happy. Absolutely. That's I'm with you. I think me and you are pretty similar. A lot of people aren't in that page. A lot of people, I think, deal with it differently. Mm-hmm. But I think me and you personally are pretty good on this. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, part of the podcast. We want people to, to hear this message and hopefully take take some, something out of this message and possibly incorporate it in their lives in a practical way, you know, to increase the, the positivity in this world, man. Stop fucking shooting people. Yeah, stop shooting people, man. Please stop doing that because... We don't need no more of that, man. We just come on, man. Just start doing some 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 positive things, man. We're all Americans here. Yeah, we all live here, man. Like this, this all our house. So it's like we gotta take care of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and and by taking care of it, that means that we gotta stay vigilant, uh, stay prepared, um, have a watchful eye, but also uh, still have a sense of inclusiveness to your next door neighbor or your neighbor uh or your coworker, whoever it may be that you don't normally talk to please for one second step out of outside of your comfort zone and speak to them say hello see how they're doing yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. all right well i think we covered a lot of good topics we did man i really appreciate you having me back on absolutely man i appreciate you being on here um jason and dallas are going to pursue a podcast on their own Yes. Um, I think theirs is going to be a little more humor-based. I know that you caught a lot of the humor from them when they were on with us. So look out for that. Keep an eye out for that. I'm hoping that comes soon. They're working on it. So if you have any questions, put it on the page. We'll ask them where the hell they are with it. But sure. hopefully that comes out soon. Uh, also, we're working on visual uh, visuals. Um, we, we got a camera. We're working on uh, getting behind or getting in front of the camera so that you guys can actually put faces to the voices. Yep. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, take it easy.